everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Ch-ch-ch-chia. <laughs> What's going on, cuz? Oh, man, nothing. What are you doing? <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> I watched Black Widow. Have you seen it yet? Man, I downloaded it. Well, I bought it last night, and we were going to watch it out in the backyard, but it's too much work. <laughs> so... I'm going to watch it tonight just on TV. I'm not going to make it a big deal. So, yeah. Oh, I've watched it three times already. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I you know what? I, I haven't watched the latest Loki either. So. Oh, you got oh, You got to catch up on that one too, my friend. That's Dude, good stuff. the one before that though was lights out. Yeah. And, no, uh, wait, till, wait till you see this one though. Because uh, the last one tops that one previously. That show's so good. Hands so up. good. No, yeah, it is really good. I think you'll enjoy Black Widow. I mean, I'll. Text me. We'll talk. We'll talk All about right. that because I'm I've always to hear what liked you Black Widow character. I've always liked Natasha. I think she's she's one of my favorite Avengers. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. She is one of my faves too. Um, okay, so if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it, Andrea. Bad Batch, baby, number episode eleven. I can't believe Devil's we're eleven. In. I know we only got so, we only got so many left. So this was a really I like the I like this episode, but I'm I'm gonna let you talk first because we obviously we don't really talk over text about our thoughts because obviously we save it for the show. Yeah, but you did say that you thought this episode was strange to you, so I'm really interested to hear kind of your breakdown of this episode. So I'm going to have you kick us off. What was your overall thoughts in this episode? And what did you think of it overall? Uh, super beautiful. Honestly, the animation was just outstanding. Again, the second time I watched it, just, you know, the animation of the characters, the detail, you know, was outstanding. So we're at, so we're in Ryloth, right? And Cham Syndulla and... Mom Sindula are there. Name starts with an E. I can't okay. remember what it. I can't remember what it is. But yeah, yeah. So Hera's mom, right? Okay. So the Empire has um, created a factory on Ryloth, like they do. You know, so we get to kind of see like what it's like for the Empire to take over separate separatists, and then we get to see what the Empire is like taking over people that were cooperative with the Republic. You know. And they're jerks either way. So, all right, let's get into how I feel about this. So, Harris shows up. It was outstanding. I was like, is that Vanessa Marshall? I mean, is it? it and it of, was. And it and was it, her voice. And that craziness. Was, that was cool because there was a difference and there was the accent, which makes sense because she was younger and that's how she grew up. And that's, you know, where she was from. I liked it so right. much better than the Freddie Prince. Um, voice of Kate and Younger. I, I agree with you. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You can tell Freddie. I mean, it's just it's just it is what it is with that. Right. I yeah, mean, you can't yeah. he can't disguise as well. I think as a woman, like I think as a woman voice actor, they could probably do it better. Yeah. Than a male just because of I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah, right? it is what yeah. it is. And, but I mean, I, he can't lower his his right. What octave right. or whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. So. Choppers there. How cool. Love it. (laughs) 
you know, but jabs my face. But this whole time, I'm like, wait, none of this matches up with my headcanon at all. Okay. You know? And then that's like kind of what threw me for a loop because I knew that we all know that Hera saved Chopper in the X-Wing or whatever that um Right, explosion. during the Clorine Wars, right, right, right. right. So I know that it just seemed I was like, wow, like Chopper's been hanging out with Hera this whole time. I didn't think that was a thing. I just didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah she said it in Rebels that like during the Clone Wars. So this was obviously in, early in the Clone Wars that X-Wing that we see in this episode that's crashed in front of their home. Right. Is the one that he got out of. And she's been with him ever since i didn't i don't know i just, yeah no it's in yeah i do it that's it's an episode in rebels i can't remember when yeah. but it, yeah but it was she explained it yeah yeah yeah. all right so then mama syndulla right so mm-hmm. i also in my head canon assumed that she died um earlier in Hera's life you know and also you know i just read lords of the sith just read it right just freaking okay. credit. And it's about Champs and Dula and Ryloth and the Empire penetrating Ryloth and like because there's like an uprising. So and then knowing that in that book he has romantic feelings for this other woman. It seems like Mama Sindula should have been gone for a longer amount of time. I didn't think she was around. So that like threw me for a loop and I was like, wow, I didn't think she was around after the Clone Wars, but she was. So then, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Ornfried Ta when he got Senator shot. Ta, yeah. Senator Ta when he got attempted shot. At the attempted, end. attempted, attempted, attempted. I get it, but he got shot in the head and they pulled him off on a stretcher with a blanket over him. You can assume that he died, okay? You we'll can find ass- out. We'll you find can out. assume that we'll he died, out. okay? Well, hate to break it to everybody, but five years later, in the he's Lord's still alive. Lord's Lord's book, Sith, he's still right. alive. So I'm like, what? So here I am, you know, just kind of getting in my head again and thinking why am i reading the books when things keep changing but it's not major things either it's just things that like when i start to piece stories together they i piece them together i guess a different way and when i get more information it changes and it just doesn't sit well with me but i mean whatever but it's just i you know what and it it took me out it really, it really did take me out. So the second time I watched it, um, I could concentrate more on the animation, the story, the voice actors, um, because I was, I wasn't all in my head thinking, wait, wait a minute. So the second time I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot more, and it is a great story. It was great to, see. and then the other thing, Cham's like a good guy. He's like trying to find peace, and I'm so used to Cham being an, a jerk, honestly, you know. And wanting to, yeah, fight for Ryloth, but constantly fight, not wanting peace. You know, it was, just seemed different. Wow. That was a lot. <laughs> okay, so here's, I'll throw this at you. Because, I mean, you bring up a lot of good points because I think a lot of people feel the same way, I think, after they watch this episode for sure. So I know Lords of the Sith is roughly five years post this event. I'm assuming is that's that... what I heard. Yes. Okay. So I I believe Ta is still alive. I do. I don't think I, I think he's still alive. I don't think 
Rampart would have said attempted if he was strictly dead. I think, like he told him, you're playing your part. So they needed something to get Cham in the in the bad eye of the public. Right. And an attempted assassination would make sense. Go, go, but go. But no go. one likes Ta anyway. The thing is, is fair. my problem fair. was you can literally see a blaster bolt hit the dude in the temple. Like it wasn't just like there was a shot and he falls over and you're like, Oh, maybe he didn't actually, but there was actually a blaster bolt that hit his, his head. Right. So when you see Fair. that, he's got to be dead. Right. That was like, boom, you got shot. In the, in the head, we'll dude. See. You're dead. Maybe he hit him in like the, the, no. you know, it. it's right I in mean, the temple, I, dude. I just want, you know, I, and I agree. I like, I just saw it and it was kind of close. Like it was really at the, the part of where the, whatever that, the, the, the late, the late yeah. come out or whatever. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree that it kind of seems funny and that it isn't like, He's saying attempted. I'm I'm gonna believe right now for me that he's still alive for sure. I, I do. I, I mean it's gonna be interesting, but I wanna say he is still alive. That's just my opinion. Now, I feel that Hera's mom, I think I thought she was gonna die in this episode. I really did. I thought she well, I'm, was I'm sure she is gonna die in, in the next this episode two yeah. part, and that's what causes the rift between Cham yes. and Hera. Absolutely. Yes. But 100%. I thought this ha- I just I thought it happened earlier. But they the- never really yeah, because Hera never really I mean she talked about her mom, but they never really talked about what ha- like she never said in Rebels what happened per se. When she died, what was the circumstances, all that. So it's going to be interesting because I think we'll get those details. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. It was, you know, what what threw me off a little bit, I'll be honest, is that, you know, the show is Bad Batch. And I was almost like, oh, crap. Yeah, we're watching Bad Batch. Like, it took me a minute right. to realize I was watching Bad Batch until they showed up giving uh, Gobi the supplies and everything. Which I, I was okay with, though, because I know a lot of people... Um, a lot of people are calling this like small galaxy. He's, you know, the Filoni. Everybody wants to blame Filoni for everything or right. give him praise for everything. Right. Know that he's keeping it in a smaller universe. My argument to that would be that Ryloff, the Twi'leks, Cham Syndulla, the Syndulla's kind of overall, are very important to the overall galaxy story. You know, Cham during the Clone Wars, Hera during the Rebellion, the Sindula name and Ryloff are very important to the story. So for us to go back there and kind of see what's going on at this point in the timeline, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I understand people are like, oh, it's making it small, making it small. We're not getting new characters. I get it. Yeah, but uh, I'm okay with it, though. I mean, I, I'm I, okay I, with it, too. And yeah, I don't go, take go, go. it that way either. I don't take it as like small galaxy. I take it as these are events that need to be told, you know, like you want to just go hang out on some random planet with some farmers just, you know, doing nothing. These are when events are happening. So these are the stories that have to be told. Specifically with like Ryloff and the people that we are yeah. used to. So it makes sense that we go back there. So I, I get you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I understand where you're coming from because I kind of. You know, when I, after I watched, I liked the, like, my first reaction to the episode was like, wow, okay, like, interesting. Like, it was more of a, 
I don't want to say Clone Wars episode, but it was more in that vein than a Bad Batch. But now I like because we know this is going to be like a two parter, maybe th- I mean, we don't know how many parts, but maybe this will be just a two parter or three parter. Like it may like, OK, I know Bad Batch are going to be in it next week for sure. Like they'll be either trying to get Hera or something like something's going to happen. They'll be there. But, you know, I think my overall reaction, you know, after I watched it was we're getting some really good content as far as, you know, what the Empire's doing, like pretty much day one or day whatever, you know, however many days we're into this. And we're getting the seeds of the rebellion, which is really cool. Like last week, we got to see it from a separatist point of view. And now we get to see it from a point of view of a guy, Cham Syndulla, who has always fought in the Clone Wars for the Republic. And now that they have, quote unquote, won the war and peace is upon him, he is very conflicted because, you know, he wants, like you said, we've known him as a warrior in Clone Wars, and then a guy broken in Rebels, really, you know? So now we see him in this different light of a father and a guy that just wants to believe that the war is over and that his people are free. And that changed in this whole moment when Hera got caught up in her uncle Gobi's, you know, scheme and all that. And like you're saying, I think this is a big part of his arc. I think it's Hera's arc, too, of her, you know, being the feisty person that she is, she gets it from her dad for sure. But man, you can see she gets it from her mom too, man, because she was as feisty as Cham was maybe even more at points. So I loved, I loved it. Like when I saw Hera and Chopper, man, I was like, yes, like, all right, I'm cool. Like I love, I love Hera. I know you and I are both huge fans of rebels. So like Hera is one of our favorites in Chopper too. So it was a, it was an interesting episode and I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing how they kind of wrap it all up together and where this leads the Bad Batch really, because we still, you know, I feel like the Bad Batch is still wrestling with, you know, they're doing jobs for, for Sid still, obviously. But when do they realize that, you know, they have to be part of something bigger? Cause I think they're getting these messages, but I think they're still trying to figure out how to maneuver around in this galaxy. That was the other thing I found weird about this. I felt like this episode wasn't placed well with the other I'm not, episodes. I kind of agree with you. I see, I see that. Because see supposedly that. their debt is over with. They might not have to hang out with Sid anymore. And here they are running weapons, weapons for Sid again. It's just like, okay. And it was interesting when Hunter and they dropped those stuff off to Gobi. You know, he's, he told them, like, I hope you know what you're doing. Right. You know, I hope you know what you're doing. So, like... It's they realize it, but they're almost they don't really know how to interact within this universe yet. And they're still trying to figure it out, which I'm okay with because, I mean, they're defective clones. They've only known war, you know, they're doing these missions. That's all they've done. Right. I mean, they've always been on mission after mission after mission. So like doing stuff for Sid is probably normal for them doing like doing missions doing stuff like that and now they're getting paid and now they don't you know now they're actually earning a lot more money probably than what they were before because they owed Sid so much money so now that that debt is cleared now they get more of the you know more of the profit back so I mean I get it but it's it's an interesting episode but I'm really interested to see where it goes for sure for sure I hope they pick up Hauser I and I was okay, so yeah, I want to talk about. I mean, I want to talk about the Sindulas specifically, right. but yeah, I want to talk about Hauser too because 
interesting character. I liked him a lot. I liked his his colors. It was like white and like a teal blue, which is really cool. I get the sense he had a really he, nice haircut. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. He had a really he had a really good haircut. Yeah, a really nice haircut. I think he. I I'm in the belief that I don't think his chip is either activated. Maybe it's defaulty. I just get the sense that he was not like, you know, good soldiers follow orders because of, you know, when Hera got caught in the restricted zone. And then even when Rampart told him that he has to go after her, he seems hesitant. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the clones are get triggered by Jedi. There's no Jedi on Ryloth. So they kind of go back to their, I mean, let's think about it. Crosshair was a jerk to begin with. So when he's not around Jedi, he's still a jerk, right? Hauser was probably a good guy, you know, up there with, with Rex and, and all that. So when there's not Jedi around and he's not being triggered by his chip, he's probably a pretty good clone. Um, What's cool is that he's still, like you said, he's still unique. He still has his armor is colored. I like that. Um, but it's only a matter of time that stuff gets phased out. So I hope he goes the Bad Batch way or the Rex way or or whatever. I don't know. And maybe we'll see that. Maybe the Bad Batch will pick him up, you know, as part of whatever mission they go on next week. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad you brought him up because I think he's a cool character. I'm really hoping we get more of him uh, down the road. But I want to talk about the Sindula specific, the Sindula family. So obviously we know Hera from Rebels. I loved how in this episode that they really showed that wonder of her wanting to fly. Like we heard, we've heard her talk about that in Rebels a lot, but seeing it was really cool. You know, her just looking up at the sky with her hand and yeah, then, when, yeah. And then Gobi telling her, she, you know, he'll let her fly to the meetup with the Bad Batch. You know, it was really, really cool. One of my favorite parts was, though, was the Omega and Hera interaction. That was downright great. I loved it so much. I loved yeah, Omega really asking Hunter, like, can she come aboard? And then, like, <laughs> and, you know, he gives her the nod and she was like, all right, no funny business. And Hera was like, what do you mean? And then just them talking about, you know, flying and like the technical stuff, you know, I love how Omega was like, yeah, tech won't let me train until I can repeat the specs of the ship from memory. And I love Hera's response because it's so like, God, we know what she's going to become down the road. And her response of, you know, the technical stuff is only half of it. You know, the other half is is a feeling. It's just a feeling that you're there. You know, the machine guide, you know, machine's there to help you, but you guide your course. It was just like, God, Hera, you are going to be the greatest pilot that is ever going to fly, and it's going to, and it's a, and it's amazing to see that journey start kind of here, and we're kind of seeing part of it. It was really, really great. Um, Champs and Dula, man, I think we talked about it a little bit. Love how we see a different side of him, like that. It is really interesting to see going from Clone Wars and him being that that soldier, that general for Ryloth to fight for their freedom. And then to see him as like this father figure who really, you know, his talk with Hera about, you know, I don't want you to live the life that I have lived. And us knowing as an audience who has seen rebels know that she does follow him. He, she follows the path of being a, like a fighter and all that stuff. You know, it, it's kind of heartbreaking for him to not, you know, he didn't want that for her, but she did it anyway. 
because of that fiery spirit that he even said to her. He's like, you know, that fiery spirit reminds me of me. So it's cool to see him in that light. And then such a badass when he, that end of the episode, when he was taking out those clones and everything like that. Heck man. yeah, on that speeder, man. Oh, he was, was so, so <laughs> good. So good. So we got to see that warrior in him, you know, and I think like you're saying, maybe the beginnings of him being jaded after, you know, what's going to happen, we're assuming. And for him to, you know, be, you know, be kind of that angry, that angry guy that we see in Rebels, you know, and being a little more hostile to his daughter than, you know, than than we see him now. So it's fascinating stuff. And then obviously Hera's mom, really cool again. Looks exactly like her mother. Her mother had that fiery spirit too. You know, she was very much about Ryloff and the people and everything like that. So I, it's going to be heartbreaking to, cause I'm, I'm assuming that's what we're going to see is we'll see her, we'll see her death or or like the, whatever the, the scenario of her being, you know, whatever happens to her. So it's going to be really heartbreaking to see, but I like seeing how much, of Hera was like her mom and how much she took that, you know, with her moving forward too. So the Sindulars were great. I, I'm glad we got more of them because they are a big part of, I think, the overall Star Wars universe. So, Andrew, I'll, I'll throw it to you about Sindulas, your thoughts on that whole family and like the stuff we saw from them in this episode. Yeah, it was great to see another side of Cham and to see Hera's mom. It just kind of <laughs> threw me for a loop for a minute. And my favorite part was when Hera's mom and Cham were talking about the Empire taking over and what if that's not their version of peace isn't the our version of peace, you know? And that's exactly what it comes down to in the rest of the galaxy is the Empire truly just believes in domination and law and order. There's so much more to life and you know, Ryloth is like thick with um like culture and tradition and things like that. And you kind of get that feeling in Rebels, you know, with the Calicori and all of that. I wonder if the Calicori is going to come up because, you know, such a big deal in Rebels. And it was her mother's. I wonder if, if I don't know. So I'm all over the place. I hope we see it. That makes sense, though, right? We yeah. should. Yeah. We should see it somewhere at, the, at some point, maybe. So, yeah, it was... Again, it just wasn't what I was expecting because every piece of media that I've read, watched, seen, um, Champs and Dula is harsh, right? Harsh. And then in this brief mo moment, in this brief episode, he's not anymore. So it just took a little bit for me to get used to. But I think that, that to show like to know what he was. What he wanted to become and then what he ended up being is going exactly. to be yeah. quite heartbreaking, actually. Before you were just kind of like, yeah, this dude's a fighter, man. He goes he goes through the motions. He does what's best for his people. But to know further in this brief moment of his life, he was ready for peace and then he never gets it. That's that's pretty monumental, I think. So it is a great episode to give a little bit more information to the galaxy and to these characters that we assume we knew what was going on with them. So it just, I don't know, man, <laughs> I get tripped up. I'm like, dude, Orn Free Tot is alive. Like what is going on? <laughs> I still think he's alive. I really do. I, 
I, I, I'm gonna. I can't believe you just got shot in the head. I'm gonna believe it until we we see it, right? Because uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't want to say that they will completely like obviously retcon an entire book. I, I don't believe that. I think Dave is, you know, there's some stuff that he he he's probably like from a certain point of view. Yeah, that's okay. Like like the cane and stuff we talked about previously. But I think a big, like a big thing like this, like for a guy to be alive for five years after, I don't think that he is going completely like, yeah, no, that book, that whole thing is worthless. I I don't see him and his team. And I don't want to, like I said, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person and say, Dave, 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 him and the writers and everything and everybody, you know, behind this, this show, I think I a hundred percent believe they know other material other things that have been written I, I i really do and i don't think they will retcon something that big that big you know i i just don't see it again and then on in lords of the sith cham you know i, I wish i could remember the name of the character because she was a big part of the book she was a twi'lek she fought with cham she was like one of his lieutenants see and- that could be still though if it's been five years Five years? I had, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know, but I mean, who knows? That threw me for a loop, though. Too. I was like, but he's like, he says he's always loved this other Twi'lek. <laughs> I assumed that Mama Sindula was gone for a long time. Yeah, but we and, and I mean again, I, we never really knew. Like we knew in Rebels that her mom wasn't around. We don't know that story yet i think we're obviously going to get that told through this series so it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds and again i think that is probably a big causality of what the relationship between Hera and cham becomes yeah i really do i think that's what it's going to really come down to is that's what you know the rift between them like you talked about earlier it's going to be what causes it this event, this this whole situation, and why she goes and does what she does, he stays in Ryloth, becomes who he becomes, the person that we know. So, but does it belong in the Bad Batch? I guess that's the true question. It's a great like, question. Does it belong? In, does this story belong in the Bad Batch? I get it. We, I don't. You know, how do we tell the story? Maybe if we have a Rebels too, you know, we have like a flashback or we get a little bit more information from that. Did we have to put this in the Bad Batch? There's enough going on with Caminos, Caminos, <laughs> Caminoans, Caminoans uh, Omega, Crosshair, the Empire. You know, did we need to put this in the Bad Batch? I don't think so. I, but. I mean, I guess it adds a little bit more flavor. I and I I see what you're saying because I, I mean I I understand that point of view because it does it does feel like like you said earlier a little bit out of place, right? Like just a like interesting maybe should have maybe been later earlier. Who knows, right? But I will go back to that. You know, the importance of I think this Indula family. And the importance of Ryloth throughout Clone Wars, Rebels, and I think throughout, obviously, the, the the galaxy overall. I think it's important. I think it's important to tell that story through this lens, this this little part of the story. 
because I obviously we think next week I I fully believe we'll be back on Ryloff and the Bad Batch will get involved. So it's going to be interesting to see what that entails, right? So yeah. I, I maybe I mean maybe next week we come back on here and say, okay, those two episodes made complete sense. It fits the story and all of that. But we'll have to wait and see. I think it's interesting that they do these type of episodes within these shows. Because, I mean, if you go back to Clone Wars and maybe even Rebels, there's probably episodes where you're like, okay, like it, it made sense, but like, did we need it? But then overall, though, like you and I have talked about before, that like overall it all connects, right? Because it, it does eventually all come down to the story that they're telling and it all makes sense down the road. I mean, that's just kind of what I think. I mean, do you got any more thoughts on that, though? Because I understand where you're coming from, though. Because, I mean, I think it's a legit, legit concern. Legit yeah, concern. I, I'm sure it will fit. I mean, and I, it, it is a story that is nice to to get. It really is. You know, it's a good part of a story to to have kind of sewn up with these other things going on. I just feel like it just it was just way outside of what the on its own yeah Yeah. on its it was just way outside like we're we're ready for what's going on with omega and let's get there but so i don't know do you think here's a question do you think this means maybe with like this type episode and i can't remember if this is confirmed or not but that we will be getting more than just obviously one season i feel like it makes me feel like yeah we could because um, there are a lot of things that happen in this timeline that we don't know about, including Mandalore. Yeah, you're right. I mean, how, wh- how would you feel? Because we, we've gotten Caleb, K- uh, Kanan Jarrus. We've gotten Hera. You just mentioned Mandalore because we know there's there is stuff going on right there right now. Right now, right. Do, so we, do we end up there? Maybe next, if, if there is a season two. Do we end up there? Do we see Sabine? Do we get, you know, do we see a Zeb? Do we kind of see, would you be okay if we see these Rebels characters? Then we got like a, Reb- a Rebels roundup? <laughs> kind of. I mean, what do you, I mean, I don't, I again, I, I go back to, you know, people are saying small galaxy, small galaxy. Yeah. Would you feel that that's like, okay, that's too much? Or do you think like where we are right now with obviously we've seen Canaan, but it made sense. We see Hera, it's making sense. Do you feel if we saw the other characters, would it be too much? What would I mean? I again, I'm such a Rebels fan, I'm okay with that, but I could see where people might be like, okay, dude, let's. I think it would be too much. I think if if we didn't have Canaan slash Caleb Dune. In the beginning of the season, I might have been more okay with having the Ryloth Hera story. Interesting. You know? okay, okay. But since it's like, oh, let's put another Rebels character in there, I'm like, what? But I mean, and it's been like, you know, it's funny. I think last week we talked about like how the cameos have been great and they've been placed like very mm-hmm. well and they fit with mm-hmm. the story. And then all of a sudden, for a tiny bit, it doesn't. You know, so it's almost like, all right, done with cameos. Let's continue the Bad Batch story and the Omega story, and let's go through that. So, either way, it's freaking Star Wars, man. I like it. (laughs) 
That's all, I mean, it's a hundred. You're hundred percent right, though. I, like, mean, I can say eh, maybe, uh, but honestly, the truth is, is that I liked it. I did. Right. No, I I agree because I think this episode was one of those like, if you are you know rebels fan, everything like that, like we are. Yeah, it was. We loved it. We like we enjoyed it for what it was. But I I understand. I think we both kind of see where people are like, all right, let's just. Let's get to the Bad Batch, right? Because this is a story about these defective clones and Crosshair, who, man, let's hot second about him. He looks a little messed up. You can tell he got He looks messed up, but he also looks like he's been in a Bacta tank for a little while. He's he's not as bad as I thought. I was assuming more of like a Anakin look. Burnt. You know, burnt Anakin, like a crispy Anakin. (laughs) But (laughs) but he he looks better, so... Yeah, that was cool, though, to see him that way, though. Like, we kind of Yeah, got, that was cool. Yeah, confirmation. Because I'll tell you what, I first, when I first, the very first viewing, I thought, hmm, I wonder if this event happened before some of the stuff that we have seen. For some exactly. reason, I was, I thought that, but then I was like, after I watched it again, I was like, oh, okay, because yeah. Crosshair is still kind of messed up. Yeah. You know, things like that. I was like, okay, so this is still like in the same, like we're going, you know, it's not out of order, so to speak, as some of the Clone Wars, as we all know, were. So, but yeah, I mean, I I get it. Like I get, I get some, I get the people, I get people who are like, I liked it, but there were some issues with it. I get it. I get it a lot. But I just, for me personally, I, I liked it. Because I en- I enjoy the stories of these characters, I guess maybe maybe that's it. But I also enjoy seeing certain planets and characters and their motivations in different time periods. So like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But so this is my biggest issue. Okay, okay. is how it ties in with canon books. Okay, boom. Hands down, because here here I am trying to um, get every little piece of Star Wars that I can. So I'm like reading all these books because and then, wow, my throat is like, (laughs) will you edit that out? Sure. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. Maybe maybe not. When I release it. (laughs) So, okay, because it just it blows my mind. It's so like synchronicity that just prior to this i was like hey which book should i read and everyone's like lords of the sith and i was like yeah cool and then it's like bleh, like doesn't so seem like it's wor- it was worth like it, it yeah yeah I get it doesn't it. seem like I it was it. worth it so then i'm like do i want to go back and read these books that were created to fill in the gaps for the sequel trilogies is really kind of how i feel like where we are you know, be, well, this that one was kind of me going up into Rogue One, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm like, ah, or do I just want to stick with, you know, the books that as they come out, I just read them and don't go back. I don't I don't know. So that's where I am, because honestly, there's so many Star Wars books I want to read. And when I f- read one and then I <laughs> feel like I wasted my time, then I'm I'm kind of cranky about it. So that's just that's just my thing. You know, these books were created to have continuity. And then when you take the continuity away, it it makes me angry. Would you what will you if if Ta isn't obviously dead, 
Will you feel differently? I guess I'll feel differently. But I mean, still seeing here as mom was weird to me based okay. off of what okay. I knew in Lords of the Sith. That seemed off. But I, but I mean, that story has to be. And I'm telling you, I just had the feeling that Hera's mom died earlier in Hera's life. But no. So I guess I just didn't hone in on on, on that. And my headcanon was different. But yeah, I wish. And again, I don't know. I'd have to. And if, if anybody who's listening knows maybe like the specific time of maybe it was it has been said when Hera's mom passed away, let us know. But I. I don't remember reading or seeing anything about that event when it took place or anything like that. I think all all that I remember is that she did obviously die during maybe the Clone Wars, maybe this time. We really don't know. I assume she was dead before the Clone Wars, honestly. Okay. I okay. assumed like Cham's uh, demeanor and his, you know, being so headstrong and wanting to fight and get through these things was based off of the loss of his wife a little bit. I assumed she was already dead. See, I don't, and I got for me, I, I, I just, I knew, obviously we know in rebels that obviously her mom did pass. I don't, you know, we don't really know the scenario how, I mean, she was young, but how young this age, obviously, you know, Cause I want to say there was like this moment where, Hera said that her and her dad didn't really have a relationship because he was always fighting and her mother wasn't a lot, you know? I think. I had to rewatch Rebels, but exactly you could be right, though. That's exactly what Star Wars does to you. It makes you want to rewatch all this other stuff just so right. you can piece things back together. But to me, I felt like that was a conversation Hera had with someone about how she didn't have a relationship with her father because he was always at war, always fighting, and then her mom just wasn't there, which contradicts exactly what happened in that episode it looked mm-hmm. like Hera's mom and her had a very strong relationship and she was very involved with the beginning of her life into like teenage life that's what mm-hmm. i assume but so that's what threw me off i thought she was dead before the clone wars mm-hmm. I'll, well i'll have to because i i'll have to look it up because i i vaguely remember what you're talking about it could be obviously during those rebels when she does see her dad and I know there's conversations that Ezra and uh, Hera had a lot that that could have been a part of it too. So I, I'll have to remember. But you, you, but that's but that's that's the beauty of it though, right? Because that's interpretation, right? Like I interpreted it differently than you did, right? But w- either way, I think it comes down to we still <laughs> we still love freaking Star Wars, and it's still right. it's yeah. still fun to talk about. Sweet, I got these. I got more information with on characters that I love, like right, you know. And that, and I think that's where people have to really, for me, that's where people have to really come to it. Like, yeah, it might it might be different, right, of how we thought about it, because there's many times that I think, even for me, like I thought stuff was gonna go differently, and it didn't. But then you kind of like let it sink in, and then again next week we'll see how we feel because I get it because I think that. That thought of yours about the mom, I think a lot of people, I think, are with that. And then again, with the whole Lords of the Sith and Ta. So it's going to be interesting. We'll see what how next week breaks down. Because I, I again, I will go back to I the people that are creating this show, I think, are aware of that stuff. They they are it, for that for I that big of an event. 
I think they know and they they're they know that Ta is around five years later in some book. I don't think they're just going to be like, yeah, that book makes completely no sense now. You know, I just, I just, that's just how I feel. I don't know. It's not like he was a major part in that book, but I mean, he was someone that facilitated the, you know, and was part of the in-between of the Emperor and Darth Vader going to Ryloth. I mean, it wasn't just like, he wasn't like a part, he was in a tiny bit of the story to where he's obviously alive. (laughs) Right, right. So, so I, again, I I think it all. It, we'll see what happens next week. I and I and again, I think he's going to be alive. If he's not, then I think that this is a conversation we should definitely come back to. This is what I will say: He never should have got shot in the head with a blaster. If he just would have got shot, then I would have been like, "Man, okay." But the fact that like it was very clear that that blaster bolt hit him, boom, right in the head. That's Pow. fair. But. Was there something how Crosshair said that like, he's a good trick shot or something? I don't know. Maybe. But who knows? Maybe. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think this is a good conversation that we can come back to next week if Ta doesn't survive. I think it's going to be that would be a total conversation to have because then, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with then saying, OK, why the hell are we reading these books if certain events in them aren't going to really stand true 100% agree so fi- uh, Andrea final thoughts on this episode though any last thing you want to bring up or anything that come came to you and sound beautiful like absolutely yes. beautiful I can't um talk enough about the detail in the characters um you know the different markings on Cham's lekus and and Hera's lekus it, it just was absolutely outstanding and just the the look of the Twi'leks was just, you know, I w- there the detail in them was outstanding. The ears of the females, you know, the headdresses, all that. I just absolutely loved it. It looked beautiful. The detail that the animation can show now is outstanding. So I, I just really, I loved that. Yeah, the animation has not failed like at all. This whole series. Um, one thing that stuck out to me is that Chopper is himself again. As voiced yes. by himself, yeah. <laughs> Filoni. Come on, let's just the jig is up, pal. We know it's we you, know so. who it is. <laughs> come on, Dave. Come on, <laughs> give it up, Dave. We know it's you. You don't have to hide anymore. <laughs> we know you're Chopper. <laughs> but I still love that. That's like himself. That was that made me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, having Vanessa Marshall, she did so good. Like that, that blew me away. She really did. It was great. Um, and like you said, I'll piggyback off you. The animation, my God. I mean, those shots of uh, Gobi's ship going to the meeting of the Bad Batch and then coming back onto Ryloth were some amazing, amazing shots. That nighttime just uh, shot of, like, the planets and the stars. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember the, thinking the in that moment, man, we don't get enough nighttime uh, scenes, you know, cause, and then when we do, they're just amazing. They're beautiful. So that was great. Yeah, animation. And then again, uh, Kiner's killing it with the music. You almost hear, I my ear picks up a little bit of Leia's theme with Hera's theme. Like it's 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 just a, it's a slight note, but you hear it just a tad in Hera's theme, which I thought was really, really cool. I don't know if you picked that up, but if you have, 
next time you watch it, listen. I'm really mad at picking that stuff up. Yeah, it it was it was cool. It was cool. I, I some people I've seen on Twitter and people I've watched reaction have picked it up, and then when I rewatched, I picked it up too. I was like, oh yeah, there it is. Really cool stuff. Really good stuff. But yeah, I love this episode. I'm excited to see where we go. It's going to be interesting. I think what we've talked about, what happens with Ta, you know, Rampart and his whole obviously, you know, taking over Ryloff and everything. That guy is such a, I can't stand him, yeah. you know? Yeah, he's slime. He is. Slimo. You know what he is? He's the P word. Obviously, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> That's fair. But he straight up is, I can't stand that guy. He's kind of a strategist, though, because he, I mean, man, did he set up Cham? I mean, he Ugh. set that whole thing up because he even told Crosshair, make sure you're in position. I don't like that knew, guy. He knew. He knew Cham was going to come for his daughter. He knew all that, man. So that's why, to me, that's why I feel that Todd's alive because I think he knows he still needs him, but he, need him, he needed him in a certain, to play his part, like he said, and to so he has some leverage on Champ because he obviously he even said in the episode that like, you know, the public is still with him. I need something on Champ, not his daughter. That's not going to matter. I need him. He needs to do something, and this is it. So that's my that's my hot take for for Rampart. <laughs> I like my hot take better. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Both takes are right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's it, kids. This is the episode, our Bad Batch episode 11 recap. Hope you enjoyed it. Good conversation. This was a really good conversation. I thought it was interesting. Our our, our takes were a little Love different, it. but good stuff. Yeah, really yep. good stuff. So, Andrea, let the good people know where they can find you on the social media. You can follow me on Twitter at R2D2Step. I tweet about BTS. Permission to Dance single just came out. Go watch it. Stream it on YouTube. Stream it on Spotify. I love BTS, man. <laughs> I They're just do. full of hope and love and and good vibes. You know, good for them. <laughs> good for them. Good for them. <laughs> good um, for them, those kids. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, guys. You can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Loro Knows on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us, The Galactic Podcast, at The Galactic Pod on Twitter. And our episodes like this and more can be found on Apple Play or Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Play, all the big stuff, all the platforms. We're there. We're on them. So if there is one that we're not on, let us know. Reminder to do our rate and reviews on Apple Pod. Please, please, please. Gets us out there more and everything like that. All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. May the force be with you. Always always <laughs>